Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Anastasia Girali is a women's trauma-informed therapist and embodiment mentor. She helps women heal traumas, reprogram their subconscious mind, and unleash their full potential. She is an eternal advocate for all things love-related, especially rose quartz, and a morning person who starts every day with a morning ritual of journaling, meditation, and tea. I am so excited to have Anastasia here for many reasons, which we will get into, but welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. I'm very, very excited to be here. Me too. Um, so I just start every every interview with asking, how are you? What's going on in your world? It's a crazy time um, to be alive. And tell me how it's going wherever you are today. I Can I swear? I need to first check if I can swear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am fucking fantastic. Um, 2020, yes, has been uh, a year of, of challenges for many people. For me, it has been the year of exponential growth and expansion. And lockdown has served me more than anything ever before this time. Um, it really helped me to double down my focus and my energy and come out of it like a phoenix. It has mm. been a year of immense, wow, expansion, both personally and professionally. And I'm currently in Cyprus, which is a little Mediterranean island. I'm uh, very I'm familiar in- with Cyprus. That's so funny. One of my best friends and soul sisters, like we've even lived together multiple times. She's from Cyprus. She's Cypriot. Oh, that's so random because many people don't know where Cyprus totally. is. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are just going into a second lockdown now. I normally live between London and Cyprus. Um, for my first lockdown, I was in London second lockdown, I decided to come to the island of sun and sea. <laughs> oh, I can feel it on you. It's, uh, it's contagious. And I want to talk more about this transformation during lockdown. And I love how much you're just owning the, the joy and the like being fantastic. I feel that lockdown has for me as well been a huge blessing. Um, I was traveling constantly. I'm very social. I had, you know, social obligations for lack of a better word, nonstop. And, um, it's just been transformational. However, I feel really guilty 
um, saying that. So I have a hard time and I want to talk to you about that because I have a hard time with just the rest of the pain that our collective is experiencing to really step in and own and say, this is, I'm doing really well. My business is thriving better than ever before. Um, Mm -hmm. Mentally, I started my, my audience as I started antidepressants over the summer. So my mental health game is super strong and I've had all this time to work on self-care rituals and my spiritual practice. And yet it feels that there's this collective pain. And so how do we, how do we balance that? And how do you navigate that? Especially as somebody that's working with people experiencing trauma, um, Mm -hmm. I imagine that is, is that challenging? Maybe not. Um, well, because we all have trauma and a lot of it is individual trauma. A lot of it is collective trauma. A lot of it is ancestral trauma, 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 right? And we can dwell on trauma for a million lifetimes, or we can take responsibility to heal it, release it, reprogram it. And I absolutely appreciate and, and agree with what you're saying about owning the fact that Some of us have had an amazing year, while for many, many people that has not been the case. Um, And I feel more than anything that um, the present collective uh, pain that has surfaced and bubbled up to the surface um, has really, really been brought to our attention um, for us to recognize where we're at in our individual journeys. And let me talk a little bit about guilt because I did a lot of work on guilt. Um, I'm Greek. So if you know anything about Greek moms, guilt, we get served guilt for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) That is how they um, manipulate us. That is how they control us. That is how they raise us, right? And it's from generation to generation that the Greek mother is sort of, and I think that probably a lot of cultures can, can recognize and understand that. The thing with guilt is that guilt is a manufactured emotion. It's not a real emotion like sadness or anger or joy. Guilt is something that we have been taught um, so that we can be manipulated and so that we can manipulate others. So when I portray guilt, it's seeking approval of someone, right? When kids are naughty, they like being naughty, right? Just the same as dogs like being naughty and tearing the sofa up. And then we get reprimanded, we get punished for being naughty. And the only way that we can be forgiven is by showing or repenting, right? Showing guilt that we feel bad about what we did, even though we actually secretly really enjoyed it. That's so that is why yeah, guilt is something that does not serve you as an individual, does not serve the collective. And the more of us that embody guilt, we're doing an injustice to ourselves, to our joy, to our light, and therefore collectively not helping raise the vibration. When I can own what I feel, whether it's good or bad, whatever it is, right? When I can fully own it, then I can heal it. You cannot heal what you will not feel. Mm, That's so true. I can't, that resonates so, so deeply with me. So I just could listen to you talk all day. So tell me more about, um, 
how your business is evolving. And, and I get the sense that you like me are constantly evolving who you're working with, what you're specializing in and this openness to pivot, I think as entrepreneurs, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. So this, this openness to pivot and willingness, mine also has shifted. And I'm saying this because we actually edited your bio on the fly. Um, and that was really fun because it's like, oh, wow, cool. She's stepping into doing new things and or changing it up or owning it more or whatever. And so immediately I was like, oh, that's amazing. She's super open to evolving and pivoting and like listening to what's calling. So tell me about your why right now. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? So many, many years ago, when I first became an entrepreneur, my why was very important. Now, my why is very different. <laughs> and I'll explain the evolution of my why as well. So I first became an entrepreneur in 2012 when I first launched a fashion brand. Um, so I was working in the fashion industry. I was a, a footwear designer. And mm -hmm. my why at the time was, you know, slow fashion, sustainable fashion, supporting local craftsmen and women, blah, blah, blah. That evolved, that changed. Um, that, that business went bust. I relaunched. And in 2018, when I relaunched my business, um, my business model completely changed. My, um, my margins completely changed, my lifestyle completely changed because originally when I built my business, my life had to change in order to, um, in order to sustain and in order to support my business. But that was at the sacrifice of my health, to the detriment of my health and my marriage. Uh, and in 2018, I said, hell no, we're not doing it that way again. We're going to do this totally, totally differently. So in 2018 is when I actually started business coaching as well as running my own fashion brand because I wanted to show women that the masculine business model does not work. It's not sustainable for women. Um, Amen. <laughs> the whole nine to five hustle, 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 working 100 hour weeks, Hell no, that does not work. It's not sustainable and you will crash and burn, which is exactly what happened to me. Um, so at that time, my why was very different and it was very clear. Why do I want to do this? Because I want to help other people. I want to support other people. I want to show them what's possible. I want to show them how they can build a business differently. Now, my why, and this is where purpose versus vision and mission comes into play. This, this is kind of the language that I use as well in my coaching now. When we talk about your purpose, um, the word has sort of been kind of misinterpreted and misused. And we're talking about the purpose of your business. What is your purpose? Why are you doing this? Uh, and then we feel, because that's how we've been raised to be to be good human beings, we feel that we need to justify why we want to do what we want to do. Oh, because I want to save the world, because I want to help my family, because I want to do this, because I want to do that. And this, this bullshit sense of, of modesty, it doesn't help you to expand. It actually keeps you quite timid and quite small. And this is where I say your soul's purpose, my soul's purpose, everyone's purpose is one and the same. To be the greatest brightest, most expansive version of you. 
Now, beyond that, what your vision and mission is, as you evolve, that will evolve and that will change. And that's why pivot is so important, right? Because when we say that my purpose is to help people to do this, then we link our identity uh, to that specific purpose, right? But that's just a vision and a mission. My vision and mission is to keep growing, keep evolving, and alongside that, I get to morph my my vision and mission um, to whatever suits my expansiveness at that given moment. My why now is because I fucking want to. (laughs) I don't need a reason. I don't need an excuse to be the greatest version of me. That's my soul's job. I just resonate with this on such a huge, huge level. I just can't. Yeah, it's it's. I just had like a little mini aha moment um, as you were talking, which I'm sure a lot of your a lot of your clients do. So I feel really lucky to be having this conversation with you because I'm getting to experience some of the magic that you are. And mm-hmm. I think that it's it's so powerful because especially as women, I feel that just in you saying that, you've given me this permission. Yes. And it's so crazy that as women, we sort of crave that or, or Mm. need that or, well, Mm. we don't need it. But, um, for you just saying that, I'm like, oh, wow, I can live like that. I can, I can do that. That's, it's okay to want those things. Mm. It's okay. And I think that's a huge part of my work and on a bigger, on a bigger level, um, the way that I speak to my audience and to my listeners is so honest. It's so transparent. It's so, um, on my journey with me, like we're in this together. And that's the biggest feedback that I get is I feel like you give me this permission um, to share to my whole thing is truth, authenticity, my company's authentic audience. But so oftentimes I think I'm, um, I could be walking my talk in a deeper way. And And yeah, so I'm just, I'm so excited to talk more about this. So I want to talk a little bit about traumas and sort of the work that you do around that. Um, I personally am ex- have experienced a trauma, which I didn't really realize was a trauma until I started having these panic attacks on planes. And what, tell me more about this part of us that just holds on to this, that, you know, I can get on a plane and feel totally fine. And then as soon as the turbulence happens, it's like, I can no longer, this is a recent aha moment. I had actually watching Nicole Kidman in The Undoing. It's like this new show on HBO. It's like a psychological thriller. And I realized on like episode two or three that I actually don't trust her POV. It's like um, Shutter Island, Leonardo DiCaprio, when we realize he's the patient. And that like moment that happens in the TV show or in the movie when you realize, oh, I can't trust the POV of the main character. That's been my aha moment this week is when I'm having a panic attack or when I'm having anxiety or experiencing this, I actually can't trust my own POV to be real, which is crazy when I am somebody that advocates for trusting your gut, going with your intuition, listening to the voice, all of that stuff. But then on the flip side, when I am experiencing this reaction to trauma, it's it's not real what's going on for me. So can we talk more about this and how you got into it and, and sort of some of the techniques that, that you use? Mm. 
Um, I I totally hear you about not being it it not being real, but to you it's very oh to me it's real. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. That fear, that panic, that whatever that emotion, whatever that trigger is, that is very very real, and that is your body, your higher self trying to communicate to you that this is something that needs he- healing. Um, this needs your attention, and unfortunately. What we, what modern society and modern medicine does is we treat the symptom, not the problem, right? Oh, you've got depression. Here's some antidepressants. Oh, you've got panic attacks. Here's some relaxants. Oh, you can't sleep at night. Here's sleeping pills, right? We treat the symptom and not the problem. The problem exists because there is unhealed, unprocessed emotions, trauma. And, you know, when I talk about trauma, sometimes people are like, you know, when I, when, I, when I specifically talk about trauma from, from our formative years, from zero to five, people are like, well, I had a good childhood. I had a great childhood. It doesn't mean that there isn't trauma, right? Because to the child's mind, something so small and seemingly to the adult, seemingly unimportant has embedded itself or embedded a, a belief in your subconscious mind. And I love, love, love working with the subconscious mind because what the subconscious mind is, it starts to play devil's advocate. So as soon as an experience, something that has been maybe taught to us or something that we personally experienced has happened that caused us to form certain beliefs about the world, about other people, about ourselves, what will happen then is that for the rest of your life, your subconscious mind will start to look for evidence to support its case. Mm. And what you're expressing, you know, the, the panic attack, there are different, shall we say, in inverted commas, coping mechanisms that our body will develop in order for us to cope, therefore survive. Um, one of the, you know, seemingly untelling signs, which I had, was whenever I would talk about things that made me uncomfortable, I would giggle. Hmm. And it's, it's such a small thing, right? You don't, you don't think that someone that giggles when they talk about, you know, real emotions um, is experiencing trauma. But what's happening there is my body or my, my coping mechanism is to giggle so that I don't need to feel what I'm actually feeling, so that I don't need to face or embody what I'm actually feeling in my body. So it quickly brings me out of my body. And that's the same with panic attacks. That's the same with anxiety. That's the same with depression. I had depression for, oh gosh, 15 years of my life, at least, uh, as far as I can tell, um, it was a good part of 15 years of my life. And while we were treating the symptom, not the cause, it wasn't going away, right? I was basically just learning how to survive with it, how to live with it. But what happens when you have stored low vibration energy? And when I talk about stored low vibration energy, I'm talking about the subconscious mind. You know that picture of the iceberg that we always see where like 90% of it is underwater and only like 10% or 15% is above the surface of the water? Well, that's what we were talking about. When we're talking about trauma, when we're talking about patterns, behaviors of, um, of, of self-denial, of self-abandonment, of rejection, of 
um, addiction to, to being treated badly, to, to toxic relationships. Hand up if you've had a toxic relationship. Hand up if you have a pattern of de-dating narcissists. <laughs> um, that is because you have a pattern that you keep repeating and keep reliving over and over and over again. It's not because the whole world or the universe is against you. It's because you have unhealed trauma. Um, and when I talk about how the energy that we manifest with, I don't know if you're big on law of attraction. Oh yeah. I think I have a podcast episode called the law of attraction. There we go. There we yeah. go. So, um, this is sort of something that I've, um, I've been talking about quite, quite, uh, openly recently is law of attraction is a bit misleading because it makes us almost passive in, in the terms that I am I am uh, in an effort to attract what I want to manifest, to make real. But really what happens is we generate it. Mm. And you can only generate it from the inside out. And when you have trauma, when your subconscious mind, that 90% of the iceberg that's underneath the surface of the water is programmed to sabotage you, it is going to feel like a huge effort to manifest or create the, the life, the relationship, the income, the clients of your dreams, because you are working against yourself. Your unconscious is working against your conscious desires. Wow. Um, that's a perfect segue into talk about these unconscious desires more. Um, I really want to just listen to you talk. I mean, usually the podcast is more back and forth, but I just want to shut up. Also, I had... <laughs> someone on my podcast recently and she, um, I mean, I tend to not interrupt my guests, but I also tend to be very talkative. And she said like the most powerful tool is just being quiet. And so I'm really starting to embody that. And I realized listening to, I just want to be quiet so my audience can hear you. And I want to talk about these unconscious desires. Like, tell me more about this and the work that you're doing right now around this work because so I agree with everything you're saying and I'm in deep resonance and it's just like okay so tell me more how do we um, start talking to those unconscious desires what are some of the tools that you're using with your clients to start working with and getting to know and healing what's below the surface so one of the modalities that I use that I absolutely love is um, rapid transformation hypnotherapy because it is the fastest way to access the subconscious mind. And while you're in there, it's also the fastest way to reprogram it, right? Because anything that we do on a conscious effort, on a conscious level, it does require quite a lot of effort. Um, and there's only so much that your conscious mind is, or your ego is willing to see and willing to admit because the ego hates being wrong. The ego hates, um, admitting certain things because the ego has an identity, which it needs to protect mm -hmm. as when you work with the subconscious mind, there is no ego in the way. It is simply going to the root cause, the, the scenes, the memories that have embedded this belief or this trauma in your subconscious mind. And therefore, that's kind of like your operating system, which it's running in the background. You don't need to check on the operating system. It's just running. 
Mm. Our operating system is outdated. The programs, your conscious mind, are slowed down or are glitching, are getting stuck, and you have to restart, then you have to reset, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. So that is where we know and we recognize that it's the operating system that needs an update. It's not the program. The, the latest version of the program can't run on an old, outdated operating system. Tell me more about um, the hypnotherapy. This is something obviously that we've all heard of. It's like, I feel like hypnotherapy is a lot like like Ayurveda or um, one of these things that we think we, like we know our dosha, so we think we know everything about, you know, things like things like that, but we hear it all the time. We think we know what it is, but um, I actually have been calling in this type of work. So it's just kind of amazing that that you're here sitting across from me telling me about this rapid transformational hypnotherapy and and i mean just speaking of law of attraction um it's kind of amazing so tell me more about that and how you specifically started working with this tool and what you yeah tell me tell me more about this so um, actually, it just kind of fell into my lap. It wasn't something that I was looking for. I what I have been working and and reconnecting to my higher self for three years now. That in my own healing journey, that has been like the biggest game changer uh, to me coming closer to my authentic self, to me um, unleashing my full potential. And in order for me to do that, was through my higher self connection. And in, in connecting with my higher self, uh, while I was doing the business coaching and, you know, sort of mindset work, that's what I thought I was doing. Right. Started to unlock all these beautiful gifts, which by the way, each and every single one of us have, have all these, we, well, we have our own unique gifts and the more aligned you are and the more connected you are with your higher self, the more of these gifts become available to you. And I started to do, um, I've always been doing meditation with my clients and with myself because I, I was a yoga instructor many, many years ago. And um, in my meditations that I would do with my clients, kind of, I fell into past life regressions and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, what do I do with this? <laughs> you know, It was just like, it was so fascinating the first time that it happened. And I was like, was that a fluke or should I, can I do it again? And I just started going into it and it, it happened again and again and again and became effortless. And then I was like, okay, I really need to pay attention to this skill and see how I can develop it further. Um, I was already familiar with Marissa Peer's uh, Rapid Transformation Therapy, a wonderful, wonderful teacher. And I decided to go and study RTT and get certified with her. The reason that I specifically chose RTT uh, is because rapid transformational therapy is a hybrid which Marissa developed between traditional hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. So the, the methodology really goes into the subconscious mind through tr traditional hypnotherapy methods, but then we have what is called um, the transformation. So that is the neuro-linguistic reprogramming. And NLP is a phenomenal tool. You know, we've all sort of uh, delved into it and tried it at one point or another if we're doing any personal development of our own. So 
that basically just clicked for me. And I, I did actually want to go and study and become a therapist, a talk therapist, because I, I loved this level of work and depth that I was doing. But when RTT presented itself, it was just like, this is it. This is my, um, this is my golden egg, right? This, this perfectly aligns with my gift and just helps me to amplify my ability to help others through it. It's amazing. And I just love how throughout this story, how open you have been to sort of what's what's coming at you. And I think so oftentimes speaking to the business side for a moment, we get so locked into like, especially you were doing fashion and the sustainable and you had this mission and you were screaming it from the rooftops because I, I can feel your passion and whatever it is that you're into at that moment, right? You're super passionate, you're sharing it, you're telling about, and then all of a sudden you're like, I actually want to spend my time doing this now. And I want to turn this into a business. And I think sometimes for me within the business, I, even though it's my own business, I can feel a little trapped or, um, I've made a lot of, I've made a lot of changes in my business this year, which is amazing. But if you talk to me last year at this time, I was saying that I like my business is now like a prison that I like built this prison around me that I can't get out of. And I experienced burnout as well. In May, I made a lot of um, changes in the business, but here I am now heading towards burnout again. And it's these patterns that repeat and repeat and repeat. And, um, each time I think I break free there, it like almost goes a layer deeper. And then the next time it shows up, I'm healing something else. So I'm really grateful for the pattern and the reminders. And, and I'm reading this book right now. That's just really giving me permission to be where I'm at. But in terms of the business side, being willing to pivot like that, being open to two years. I mean, this is just two years ago. You're telling me that you made this huge shift and now you're doing it. Um, do you have any advice or like, tell me more about any challenges or just the experience of pivoting your business that way, how your um, audience responded, how your clients responded when you make these kinds of decisions and stepping into a new part of yourself? Yeah. So <laughs> this is really interesting because I feel, I think that this is, this is something that a lot of your entrepreneur, um, client, well, audience out there will absolutely understand as will you. One of the real reasons that we're scared of pivoting is that we're scared of losing clients. Mm -hmm. Correct. Totally. Yeah. So, and that's also one of the reasons that we're scared of putting our prices up. That's also one of the reasons that we're scared of turning business away, right? Um, so when I relaunched my fashion brand 2018, um, it, it, it it crashed and burned ever so uh, unceremoniously in 2016. And my burnout took me such a long time to recover from. And I actually want to uh, quickly just, as a side note, the difference between recovering and healing. When you recover from something, what you're essentially doing is you're taking your car to the mechanic for a service so that it can go for another 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles, and then it's going to break down and then you take it again for another service so you can take another 100 miles. That's the difference between recovery and healing. Healing is taking your car to the mechanic and 
completely replacing the motherfucking engine, which keeps burning down, right? Because there's a reason that it keeps burning down. Um, and this was something that I needed to learn the hard way, unfortunately. My massive burnout in 2016 was not my first one. Um, well, maybe because I didn't have the self-awareness or, or the the um, education. I didn't recognize that I'd been suffering burnouts for years and years, but I thought that that had to do with my depression. I didn't realize that that had to do, you know, with, with me <laughs> burning out in terms of, of adrenal fatigue. Um, so when... 20, 2018, when I relaunched my fashion brand, um, I, I relaunched a completely different business model. My, the price of my sandals went up times three. And yes, I did lose a lot of customers. Um, I did get a lot of angry emails like, why? Why has your price gone up? And just because you've got a new name, da, da, da. But I didn't just put the price up, right? I improved the quality. So there was a reason behind the prices going up. It was a whole new business model. Um, my margins completely changed. And when I decided to pivot again in 2019, that is when I announced, and I literally just announced at the end of the summer season that I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. I've relaunched the business. I love what it looks like, but I'm ready to move on from this. And that was in August. 2019 um, because I, I was really enjoying the business coaching but I wanted to go more into sort of life coaching uh, and I was just done I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve with the fashion brand um, I proved to myself that I could do it that I could go from working 100 hours a week to working 20 hours a week and make make a lot more profit versus you know living month to month um, and then in August when I announced the, the end of my fashion endeavors, um, I received an offer to buy the brand. And it was just like, oh, I didn't even think I could do that. It was so effortless. And within 13 days, I'd sold the business. From the day that I announced that I was closing, I'd sold the business and I completely uh, moved into coaching full time. And that was so easy, so effortless. And this is what happens. It becomes easy and effortless when you stay true to your purpose. Remember what your purpose is, to be the greatest, highest version of yourself. And as long as you recognize that I've grown, therefore I've outgrown this, I'm ready to let it go, you can collapse time and move so much faster. Change isn't difficult. It's the resistance to change that makes the experience hard. It's so true. Wow. I'm just having like mind blown open um, conversation. This is a great conversation and I'm just so happy to be sharing this with my audience um, and not just keeping you uh, selfishly to myself. <laughs> so if everybody else listening for anybody that's feeling the same way I am right now, it's just like, okay, I want to listen to her talk more. Um, what are you doing right now in terms of programs? How can people work with you? Like share with me all the calls to action and ways that we can connect uh, with you deeper. So um, I offer rapid transformation hypnotherapy sessions as a standalone service. If anyone just wants to experience that, I'm a phenomenal therapist. So we will get to the root cause of your issue and we will reprogram it. 
Uh, however, if you want to go deeper on a full scale level, I have two programs, two packages, if you will. Um, the one is my abundance alignment program. That is a 12 week yet lifelong membership to my abundance alignment program, which is for me the foundation of every single woman that needs to reprogram and reconnect to who she was born to be. Um, it is a self-healing program where I give you the tools and the strategies to use. Um, I guide you through the whole process in how we recognize our trauma, how we work with our trauma and our shadow side, and how we transmute those unconscious little monster desires into my beautiful conscious aligned desires and dreams. Um, so that is really learning how to reconnect to your higher self so that you don't have this inner conflict of, oh, I want to do this, but I should be doing this, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you are in conflict in yourself, just like any business when the two partners are in conflict, just like any marriage when the two partners are in conflict, it will fail. You need to become whole within yourself for anything and everything outside of you to start reflecting your dreams, your desires, your conscious dreams, because having is evidence of wanting. So anything that you have or don't have presently is an unconscious desire. Wow. Mm. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deeper into that. <laughs> My second program is for healers and teachers and therapists and coaches that want to uh, create a bigger impact in their in their work, right, um, and, and through an, a bigger impact, also a bigger income. So in order to work with me in my mastermind, you need to have gone through my Abundance Alignment Program because if you're self-sabotaging, I can't help you help others and you can't help others. You need to first give yourself um, the love, the support, the, the expansion that you need before you can start to serve from a place of overflow. And in my mastermind that I help, um, well, I teach, I teach my, my coaches, my therapists, my healers, my unique methodology, the rapid transformation, abundance alignment. Um, and of course, in, in, in sort of like a complementary marriage to their already existing tools and toolboxes, we then focus on building a business around your lifestyle vision versus building a life around your business. Mm. I'm so, I'm so happy to know you. And I think you'll definitely be hearing from me and possibly um, some of my listeners as well. I just want to circle back to what you said at the very beginning, which is the masculine way of running a business is no longer sustaining us. And I think what you've just showed me in the last, you know, 45 minutes is exactly that, is that when you approach business with this feminine, with this softening, with this intuition, this, this lightness, right? One of my 
biggest mentors, he always says to me, stop making it so heavy. Don't make it heavy. Don't make it heavy. That's like his biggest advice. Like I'll, I'll be emailing back and forth with a client about, I don't know anything from pricing to a dinner I don't want to go to. And he's like, stop making it so heavy. Just saying like, and it's so, it's so easy once you remember. And I think so much of the work you're doing is helping women remember. And I just appreciate so much that you're specifically working with just women and you're calling that out. You said that to me at the beginning, like, I only want to be working with women. And, and ideally I feel that way too, but I haven't really said it out loud. And then on my most recent course that I'm teaching, I teach these online courses and everyone in the class is women. And it just feels like I have such a deeper responsibility to show up in a new way for them um, and not do this, you know, hundred hour work week sh- because that's not what anybody wants to see. And I think I used to brag and sometimes still brag in a weird self abusive way of like, Oh, you know, I'm working hundred hour weeks. I'm slammed. I'm stressed. And it, and it's not cool to be stressed and it's not cool to be working a hundred hour weeks. And it never really was, but I think that's where I'm at. And I just learned so much from this. I realized specifically I'm in the recovery stage of burnout, not healing. And, um, that's something I would love to address with you. And, um, as well as my plane episodes, because I don't know how many more of those my husband can take. (laughs) (laughs) Or you, right. If you like traveling, you're going to have to get comfortable with a bit of turbulence. Totally. totally. And And it's, you know, sitting here on the ground safe. I can tell you, you know, turbulence is just discomfort. It's not death pending doom rabbit hole of, you know, pen, you know, crashing to my death, but again, in that moment, it's so real. So thank you for being here. This was such a beautiful conversation. I'm so excited to share this. Um, This will come out in a few weeks, sort of towards the end of the year. And I just think it's such a perfect way to reflect on 2020, own pieces of yourself that you might not be. You gave us so much permission um, to step into new pieces of ourselves. So I just can't wait to share this. I'll share your mm. website and um, everything. Where can we find you on Instagram or or, sh- or socials? Yeah, Art of Aligned Living. Uh, and and on that note, I would actually just like to say that this is one of the one of the tools that I give in in my program is when you feel like you need permission, get the most colorful, brightest post-it notes and write yourself a permission a permission slip. Be your own fucking permission slip. No one and nothing is going to give you permission to shine and to expand unless you do that for yourself first. And particularly to our women out there who are mamas, you know, that their whole life is about their children. You can't give what you don't have. You can only lead by example. You can't give your children the best life if you're not having the best life. So give that to yourself first and foremost, fill your cup and then serve from a place of overflow. Mm. It's uh, easier said than done. So I, I, I know that the work, you know, it, it takes, it takes commitment, it takes dedication and it takes willingness, but I really appreciate what you said. Like it doesn't have to take, and I do realize this, it doesn't have to take so long. Like it can be a simple switch. It can be an easy, not easy, but it can happen quickly. Like you said about collapsing time. I think, um, 
it's just all really profound and, and I'm just happy to share this message and yeah. So thank you. Thank you for your time all the way from Cyprus, of course, (laughs) perfect time. Thank you for dropping into my world right when I needed you. And, um, to all my listeners, I know we're going on this cool journey together. And again, I just appreciate you evolving with me and being willing to pivot with me and, and continuing to listen and share. And I just so appreciate you being here. And there's never a moment where I'm not aware that we're having a conversation and um, we're in service to y'all. So if it wasn't for you, I couldn't do this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.